So it's that time of year when teachers are really starting to have the mixed bag of emotions. On one hand, August means that there's still some dog days ahead and time to go to the beach and maybe getting in a last hurrah or maybe finishing up a summer course and then getting in a last hurrah, planning that trip for Labor Day. And some of us are actually sitting down and writing our syllabi for the year or planning our curriculum maps or doing lesson plans. So one thing, a couple of podcasts ago, I spoke about a classroom management plan, and that's part of thinking out what is going to happen, being proactive and preventative in terms of classroom management, because we're going to be meeting a new class or new classes in at the high school level. And even though our students are different each term and we have to adjust for differentiation of instruction and behavioral plans, there are still some basic philosophies that we have as classroom teachers. And we want to make sure the students know who we are and bring forth a consistent message as far as our classroom management. The thing that trips up teachers the most is having an inconsistent message. Starting the year off with one philosophy and changing it radically with no explanation. I mean, there's nothing wrong with retooling a classroom management plan, but it's best to have a clear and consistent philosophy and stick to it and try it out and then readjust. One thing I have to say is that when creating rules for the classroom, whether you create them with the students or as the classroom teacher or if you do a combination where you have some non-negotiables and you post them and keep the rules positive and very clear and very um, succinct, there's still the opportunity to retool the rules, but not to flip your classroom management plan upside down and become a different kind of teacher leader. If you're going to be a facilitative teacher, stay consistent with that. If you're going to use direct instruction and be top down and do the same with discipline, try to stay consistent in terms of your philosophy. Now, I've been asked the question, what happens if my co-teacher doesn't agree with me if you're in a co-teaching situation? Now, the thing is, this is about the subtle art of negotiation that they always talk about in team teaching. And the most important thing is to sit down and find commonalities with your co-teacher. Every human has common something in common with other humans, and it's our job to sit down and find the commonalities. What are the rules that are non-negotiable? What are the policies of the school? And how can we play against each other, work with each other, use each other, use our strengths and our talents? And most importantly, you want to have regular meetings because you never want to disagree in front of the, the students. And this is always a work in progress, working with another person to formulate a classroom management plan. 
Even on the college level, I work very closely with my colleague, Tom McIntyre, and we sit down and we talk about a plan for our students before we actually meet with the students because you don't want to have a disagreement or a different perspective shown uh, when you're sitting in front of the students and they may get a mixed message or perceive things the wrong way. So you want to talk things out as much as humanly possible. Another thing with classroom management with the rules and policies is you have to plan to revisit those policies a few times a year. And depending on your student population, I would recommend definitely revisiting the rules and policies after a term break if you're a high school teacher any type of teacher, after a holiday, after a break of some kind, after standardized testing. You want to go back and you want to review the rules with the students. For some classes, you may have to do this weekly or monthly, depending on your group and whether it's a high, low, or medium structure class. I coined that phrase from Randall Sprick, a classroom management theorist. And if you have a class that needs more structure, you're going to need to repeat the rules. I would try to do it with different modalities, use visuals, or use a smart board to post the rules, have students recorded in their notebook, because students tune you out when you use your voice over and over again. And you may even try to post the rules using some funny um, cartoons or brightly colored posters, no matter what age the students are, because visuals really help with the rules. Now, what is not a rule? Although these are great values and philosophies, something like be respectful and be responsible, that's not a rule because that's really too vague. And there's nothing wrong with retooling those statements so that they make more sense and are more coherent and tangible, but those are philosophies and values. Those are not rules. Rules are very measurable and observable. You also want to think about consequences. If you're the the teacher who's going to use consequences, make sure that the rules fit the punishment, so to speak, not real punishment, but as a saying, the punishment should fit the crime. So we're not punishing students, but our consequences should fit the action. So for example, if a student uses the bathroom pass and disappears for too long, the, the usual reaction is you're never going to have that pass again. Now, is that realistic? Is that going to help the situation? No. A, the student still might have to use the restroom, and B, you're going to have a fight on your hands. So it might be just better to say, as a consequence, you'll need to sign the late log, and I mean the bathroom log, excuse me, and you're going to be watched. So that's the consequence. You're going to be monitored and closely supervised. And other students may get the chance to use the pass before you. So that's that's an appropriate consequence. We don't want to make consequences that we cannot follow through on. We don't want to make consequences that are unrelated to what the student has done. For example, giving student giving a student extra homework, that's not a consequence that relates to talking in class or something that 
the student did. If a student talks in class, if they're too chatty, a consequence simply could be a verbal warning, or a consequence could be to move the student's seat. Uh, consequences do not always have to have teeth behind them. If there's something that goes on that's serious and you the, the consequence should fit what the student did. If you're a teacher who's going to take a different method in terms of discipline and speak to the student instead privately, that's that's great too. And that works a lot of the time when you've built a good, healthy uh, classroom management system and a good relationship. But students should have some natural consequences. So something is simple, and the consequences should be related to something discipline-related. So you don't use an academic consequence for a disciplinary action. So don't add an extra test because the students were talking. I've had this done to me in elementary school, and it just is. It's preposterous because the students who are doing the right thing are getting punished for no reason, and it's academic. So they're going to associate a test with doing something you shouldn't be doing, and that's not right. So think about whether the consequences fit the situation, and if you feel like it, make a whole list of things that students could potentially do and the consequence, and I would present those as the situation comes up. So, for example, if you're giving a test and a student cheats, you're going to present that, you know, you're going to present that possibility to the students right before the test. You're going to say, you know, if that, if you're caught cheating, this is what's going to happen. So I wouldn't present that in a whole big list at the beginning of the year. I would present that as needed. But there are consequences that must be presented at the beginning of the year. And I would think about those non-negotiables as they relate to your class. So if you're a lab teacher and you teach science lab, you're going to talk about safety rules that have to do with the lab. But if you're a literacy teacher, you're going to have different kinds of rules and different kinds of policies. So um, with that, I'd like you to think about how to set up your classroom and sketch out a classroom management plan before the year starts. And you can go back a couple of podcasts and review exactly what that means before starting the school year. So as you sit down to write your lesson plans for the year or plan out how you want your classroom to look, your environment, your bulletin boards, what your routines will be, think about the consequences or If you're not using consequences, think about each situation that may potentially happen and how you're going to handle it. And if you do not work with a co-teacher, but you work with paraprofessionals, think about how you can integrate the paraprofessionals on enacting consequences or include them in developing the rules. And you might want to meet once a week or twice a week if you can to discuss planning for your classroom management with the paraprofessionals. You will have the general sketch because you are the responsible teacher. And when things go down, you're the one who's going to have your name on the paper. But you still want to incorporate a team approach and include your paraprofessionals, TAs, or and even your providers. 
if your providers push in, if your providers work closely with you, you want to include them and get their input. So thank you very much. And I hope you enjoyed the upcoming podcast. And I hope that you uh, enjoy, I mean, the previous podcast. And I hope that you are able to take some time for yourself before the school year starts. And I know that I'm going to do that. I'm going to take a few days where I just do not do school-related work. And I may not answer school-related emails. I think that's very important because we want to come in refreshed in September. And in my case, at the end of August. So I know how it feels. So keep planning, keep thinking, keep growing. Take care.